Welcome to episode 18 of LOI Weekly. Uh, today, Johnny Ward and Daniel McDonald will be joined by Damien Lynch. And uh, we're, as ever, on Podcast Republic, Stitcher, SoundCloud and iTunes. And we will hear from uh, the Dundalk keeper, Gary Rogers, later. And this is a special show because we're going to talk about the European draws. Uh, a bit of a mixed bag, I suppose, for the four clubs, but generally happy enough. And uh, some exciting games ahead and not long at all till those games. And uh, we welcome your input as ever on LOI Weekly uh, on Twitter. And uh, Damo, you were reporting for Air Sports uh, last Friday at Turner's Cross and next Friday Dundalk and Harps. So what was your impression of Friday's game, Cork 4 and Limerick 1? It was an absolute pleasure to be there to watch them play. I've seen them play three times this season. That was my fourth. And uh, I saw them earlier on the season where they weren't quite flowing um, or playing the free-flowing football. They kind of ground out a few results. But I was just so impressed with them overall. And Dan, I know you talk about a lot, just the whole atmosphere around the ground. It was full. Everyone was like, I was in the city beforehand and just the jerseys, everyone walking around and there's just like... There's a buzz. There's and, a real buzz And I there. think they feed off it as well. I mean, I wasn't at the Limerick game. I was at the Rovers game not long before, which was another similar enough scoreline. And the striking thing is when they have a bit of adversity in a game, you know, they they come back stronger. They almost lift it. Like you would think the way they, they concede, you know, how often do you see games where a team goes ahead and concedes straight away and it goes flat yeah. and it kills them. Yeah, they yeah. lose some kind of momentum. And even when they went one down against Rovers the time I was there, they're just the urgency actually. They actually found another gear. It's one of these cliche things, but they did actually find another gear. And granted, the, the goal after half time was a shocker because any Limerick team talk goes out the window. Yeah. But I don't think it would have made any difference. They're just a winning machine at the moment. They are. And, and just the, what I'm surprised at, I, sometimes you have to be at the games to see just how many good footballers they have. Like Kyohan, I'd seen him quite a bit. What a goal. Just him at fullback. He was so good. Like he was brilliant. Um, his goal was great. He set up the first goal as well with a decent ball up to Shepard. Like all around, they've just got such good footballers. And I genuinely was slightly worried that at the break, you come back, you lose your first game. Dundalk, let's say Dundalk win six. You're kind of going. Delaney's got, might leave. Maguire's leaving. O'Connor's leaving. Then, but looking at them the other night, it's just champions elect. They're and just and they've so many kind of almost unsung heroes because like Dooley hasn't scored many goals, but every time I watch him, he's a terrific player, and he got an unbelievable goal down as well. And uh, where would it rank? How would you rank the three Cork goals apart from Maguire's? Because we were talking pre pre show that like there was a lot to admire about. All three of the goals, obviously, apart from the Maguire yeah, there's, there's, second. Yeah, like the great team move for the first goal. I think they was fond of that one. I mean, I, I guess sometimes you just you, you like a goal that sort of gets you up off your seat or something. The Kyohan goal is one of these moments, particularly the TV angle was fantastic. You can just see the mm, bend. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and Dooley's was great too. It, would, and it could have been closed down maybe, but I mean, they're... It's it's not fluke when it happens sort of more than once. Like I mean, Morrissey scored that goal against Rovers again, taking a pot shot from outside the box. But I mean, that's not it's just not luck when that happens. They're working the opportunities and getting the shot off before they're being closed down, and they're being clever in terms of making space and making little runs to get on the ball. And they're 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 good. You know, they're very the, the, good. The reason I like the first goal is because as a, in training every single day. You practice these movements. You hit the ball to uh, Shepard. He flicks around the corner, gets the return, and Maguire's run. He did it against uh, Dundalk for his goal, where he just tracks to the back post and then makes a, a quick, sharp run to the front post and gets ahead of it. But he's just—I I actually said it the other night on air. I like I, you've got Gary Twig, Glenn Crow, Jason, Moore, all these guys who were phenomenal strikers. I don't think I can recall a striker just so in form uh, at this stage of the season in, in the last ten years. He's just. Everything about him, he yeah. Looks, he looks, and even the second goal. Now, 
awful back pass. Still got but the job done. He glided past the goalkeeper. Nice, yeah. It was only one touch, actually. So normally you take a touch and then go around the goalkeeper. It was all in one touch, just with his right foot, glided past him and then finished it off. And he's just all around. It's going to be a shame to lose him. And, um, and yeah, and I think Limerick deserves some credit as well. Played some nice football. Um, the the the, the bad point of the game for Cork was our friend Johnny Dunleavy who looks like he's going to be out for the season now and I, I just can't sympathise enough with him because he's just had no luck with injuries coming back into team great run and all of a sudden in a game that's won he goes in for a challenge just lands awkwardly and here we go again it's very very tough for him yeah there's a lot of worry Immediately afterwards, John Caulfield said he didn't. It maybe was a six week or something like that. I don't know what the development yeah, is afterwards. Yeah, no, unfortunately, the, the 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 news today. Um, we're speaking on Tuesday. Sorry, in terms of when we're recording, but um, yeah, the news is bad in the sense that right, okay. um, they haven't got the full confirmation. But it looks like end of the season or maybe September October. I mean, he's going to miss. Europe again. Um, he's going to be he a big loss to them in last Europe, year. isn't he? He's a big because loss to them full stop. No, but yeah. in Europe, we'll say when they're taking on really pacey technical players, he will be a loss, one because they missed him last year as well. They, they struggled at right yeah. back last year in European football, actually. Yeah. They, that was a big problem for them. But if he's playing centre-back now and they have Kyohan right back, um, with all due respect to Benno now, if Alan Bennett is going to be centre-back, like there might be a... like uh, Benno's pace definitely gave them problems on Friday. I think they would have used Dunleavy in Europe. It's all hypothetical now. But Delaney, mm. I think Delaney and Bennett would still play, but Dunleavy would have maybe played it right back. Yeah, okay. Or, or he, he might even... Well, they've got loads of options in that shield role, actually, really, with, with McCormick and Bulger. But it's it's dreadful. It's really bad luck because you could just sense, just being down there a couple of weeks ago, he was buzzing off the back of actually having a run and really being involved in the side. And you are right, like you're putting the other, other players under pressure, that he never really... It was only a handful of times he had all three of them fit, you know, and available at the mm. same time. Because Bennett had a little small setback so it is devastating for him we can only wish him all the best and um, that he keeps his spirits up you know I mean the thing is he has played a big part in this season already if they go on to win the league which they will um, you know he'll have played his part in it but it's 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 just particularly cruel when he's faced into um, it, the timing of it is quite similar yeah. in other years and he, he's maybe facing into another one of these winters where other people are clocking off and he's almost clocking in you know to be ready for the next season it's a again. tough side so, of the game people don't really think about yeah maybe, particularly you know? as he's, he's had it more than once you know he's had it more than once here and, we go again yeah and just hopefully it doesn't and doesn't drain his spirit. I'm sure it won't. He's a positive fella. We also send our condolences to Celine Buckley, uh, whose man Patricia passed away after a short illness. And uh, we will go through just, we're going to maybe talk more about Europe in this show than uh, the domestic action. But just the results from last week Bray Wanders 3, Derry 2. The less said that about one? that, the better. Oh, no, I, well, how, how, was, how did you eat over the weekend, Johnny? I'll list the results first. No, Johnny, how did, how did you eat United over the We're not moving on from this. Pats 1, Bohemians 3, Cork 4, Limerick 1. Finn Harps nil, Shamrock Rovers won, Sligo Rovers won, Go United won. What about that goal by McElhenney? Anyway? So, where did, so, where did, so where did you follow the Bray Derry game, Johnny? How did you follow the updates? Uh, I was kind of walking around town, went for a meal, uh, had my phone off, checked, I think it was one all, right. checked again, two one down, yeah. checked again, two all. Kind of half forgot about it then. I was in on Shaw on Camden Street. Oh, yeah. Really Cougar Mountain stuff. Crusty, <laughs> crusty Central. <laughs> Yeah, it definitely is. It, oh, man. Uh, that, that's the clientele, yeah. But it was weird. It was like uh, the Peter Pan, as they say, syndrome of... I wouldn't say there'd be too many people following the Bray results in there. No, on, no. On a, there wasn't, a, there wasn't a, like a visible groan when, you know, Bray went 3-2 <laughs> up. Um, but yeah, yeah. This one went badly right from a pun of perspective. So how's the shopping budget looking for the week ahead? Got it back. You got it back? Yeah. You always got it back. I ate steak. 
uh, two nights ago, and I'm going to eat steak again tonight. Fillet, fillet steak. That's a good week. Yeah, that is a good week. But uh, let's get to matters that don't relate to my housekeeping budget. <laughs> is that all right, Dan? Well, it's just, you know, you, 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 went, you went a big play. Do you want to even talk about... Uh, how the game went or you just want to move on from it in general we're not going to we're not going to yeah well you, you saw the, the demise of Bray you've called that out for a while now. you said they were going to be relegated off air and to, and to you said they were going to be relegated I, at one point I actually mm. thought they were going to uh, which would have required a statistical almost impossibility <laughs> in terms of results from teams in the bottom half of the table well they'd have to have gone into free fall like they'd have kind to of like hole when uh, you know when they were like no. mid table no well basically where they wouldn't win at all hardly for the rest of the but season. you would need all the teams at the bottom to go on a well they brought in Anton Flood who looked completely out of favour and seemed to play well is the problem that you went to one Bray game you saw them they no, were really no. bad and you've completely overreacted it's not like Johnny to overblows and blown over, your budget uh, Dan, Dan they, they were playing Derry like who are the team that I've I've obviously a lot of faith in who conceded six goals in eight away games and then conceded three in one game against a team who can't themselves defend but have scored more goals than on Doc. Anyway, and listen, let's just, let's just... Now, I was hard done by because it was one all and did a perfectly good goal disallowed. But, you know, these things happen. I mean, at the, the bottom line is they conceded three goals and they were sloppy Kenny goals. Kenny Shields slaughtered them after they as well. Really he sloppy. Pieces yeah, goals. He, he, he actually that, said yeah. if they can't follow instructions... And, and we, we'll dropped. talk about them later in, in Europe and they got the toughest draw. But, like, this could be a big, big year for this young Derry team. And, like, they're going to have to cut out terrible defensive mistakes like that. Um when apparently they owned the ball in the second half, still lost the game. Regrets. The McElhenney goal was stunning. Although, Dame I think Damo's point would be uh, uh, the draw to defending yeah. in general didn't really enthuse you. Did Listen, it? it was a great goal and everyone will go on about just how amazing it was. But the defending was probably some of the worst I've seen in a long time. And just a lot of the defending over the weekend, particularly in the draw to game, um, draw to just struggled. I remember the first goal, uh, McMillan, shot from inside the box, keeper parries it. The two centre-backs... It took them nearly 15 minutes to turn around and react to, 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 the, to McMillan actually spinning off them and scoring the goal. So, yeah, it was just really, really poor weekend of defending overall when you look at the, the goals. In, in fairness to McElhenney, um, notwithstanding how terrible the defending was, his, his dummy when he went right to left at the end, like I think would have sold nearly any defender. And then just to... If you watch the way he hit it with his left, he no, just as a defender, you just stand up there. You don't go for the dummy. You just show him to the line. It's no problem. <laughs> yeah. And then he basically... He hit the ball kind of... With with backspin yeah. almost on his on his so called bad foot, yeah. And as uh, as he went through the ball, he basically started running in celebration already. He knew like as he hit it. Um, I I mean, that was a great goal. It was great a great goal. goal. I, he was criticized. All the great goals are scored in draw Why is the backdrop so bloody brutal? So look, there's the hospital. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh wait a minute. Where's the ball gone? But What's Dan, happened? At, at the start of the season, right, Dundalk or Drogheda rather are talking up Thomas Byrne, you know, as this guy who could have a great season. Now, as hard as it is for those teams, like, and Rovers have found this, you cannot have sending offs as stupid no. as that. Like, yeah. and the game is over. Like, so anyone at that game, right, whatever. This is a non-event now. Like. And it must be so frustrating when they haven't scored in six games, and then you have something like that game I, over. I don't know how Pete, like mm. I'd imagine, he had choice words with him. But we went to a game earlier in the season where he should have been sent off. I watched him against St. Pat's, and he got in a fight with someone, and Pete had to actually had to have to take him off because he was going to get sent off. And he looks a talent; like he looks like a good player. Pete really, to- and they've the third worst discipline in the league, thanks to own stats again: thirty-eight yellows, five reds. Yeah, um, like Pete. And funny enough, Pete was quite having critical worked, of him after having worked with Pete. 
he's the type of fella who wouldn't let that slide. Like he mm. will have a right pop at him for that. Um, but to your point, the, whether it's Rovers, whether it's Strati, if you if you can like get someone sent off early doors, you're in serious trouble, particularly against the top two teams. Yeah, and Dundalk uh, seemed to have benefited from their Fort Ireland experience, but at the same time, it's impossible to read Anthony into that. Yeah. I think having Robbie Benson overly carried be away with that. Ro- Robbie Benson, Stephen O'Donnell back playing. Um, the other games, obviously, Rovers got the job done. Uh, good to see O'Connor it's scoring a good win. there. It's a good Very win, absolutely yeah. good win. Sligo Rovers and going out. I watched it on the old uh, match tracker, Dan, is it? Track champ. Track champ, yeah. It was, well, it was actually such a bad game. It Were you really overseas? Uh, no, I was just at home. Didn't make the game. Oh, yeah. Interesting. Um, that was a legal stream you were watching, was it? And Pat's... <laughs> Pat, uh, Pat's Moving Pat's, on. Pat's and Bowes. Um, yeah, like Pat's 1-0 up at halftime. Met a few of the fans of both after the game and... Uh, but the defending for the first goal, I mean, we've said we've said Desmond's a good player, but I mean, what was he asked? No, it was shocking. You know, but um, just to be one up and then to concede three like that, I, we I've said it, and I sound like a broken record. Their home form is what's going to really cause Pat's problem. No one minds going there now, mm. um, and to concede three there just back after the break, one win in a you want in a fresh start, and then you concede after uh, being a goal up, concede three. It's really really worrying for them now and, and I suppose a sign of their demise is that they're not in Europe this year and the clubs in Europe are uh, probably thereabouts the four best clubs in the league the minutes in Cork Dundalk Rovers and Derry um, yeah. we're oh, definitely yeah they're Bray, the best Bray, Bray will be angry with you I think on points Bray are up there but mm. uh, no, Bray will fall outside they'll be, they'll be the top four it's, again it's definitely year, their aspiration before the show um, I was actually left on my own here because and if you just listen for a moment, Dan, you were you were babysitting. Is that true? I was. Yeah, I was minding my uh, to my nephew and my niece this afternoon in the summer sunshine. <laughs> how did uh, how did you get on? Great. Yeah. I um, at one point they were getting a bit restless, so I showed him Patrick McElhenney's goal. Is uh, this the nephew, nephew that you? Yeah. yeah he's, he's he's been he's he's got the he owns the dog jerseys. He was very impressed with Robbie Benson's goal against Legia last year. He was going to recreate that for a while. But <laughs> Can then, we get uh, him on the pod? Yeah, possibly. Possibly. Probably could be a bit more succinct in terms of his analysis than, than we might be. <laughs> yeah, but um, showed him the McElhenney goal just to sort of calm down. He's pretty impressed. He wanted to see it again. So, pretty happy. But Gary, that, so. Gary, well, anyway, Gary Rogers was on earlier and he, we spoke about that goal and we spoke about the fact that they drew against Rose... They rather drew Rosenberg in uh, the Champions League uh, qualifier upcoming. And here is what Gary had to say. So we're joined by Gary Rogers, uh, and he's obviously the Dundalk goalkeeper who will be preparing now for the game against Rosenberg. Uh, first leg will be in Oriel Park, and the second leg will be in Norway. Gary, what was your reaction to the draw? And I guess you could have gotten harder, you could have gotten a little bit easier. Yeah, I think it's fair to say, you know, you know the draw, you take what you guess. Um, yeah, look, it could have been slightly easier, FH, but we drew both legs last year with FH to get through. Um, they would have been the weakest side on uh, in terms of coefficient, but like that, we could have got Celtic either, and, and you know Celtic had a had a great campaign last year, and have obviously had a really good season this season under Brendan Rodgers. So, look, it's a, it's um, it's a difficult it's a difficult tie, but you're always going to get a, a tough tie when it comes to Europe, and um, I think League of Ireland teams are generally underdogs when it comes to European football. Although that said, like connections of Rosenberg, their coach afterwards admitted that this was not the draw they wanted, which you know, you'd have to say is a sign of how far you've come. Yeah, I think um, last year really um, boosted the whole league, really. Um, when you think about it, I think, you know, European football is nearly the barometer where how League of Ireland teams are judged. And I think if you do well in European competitions, the wider public stand up and take notice. And 
I think that was certainly the case last year. Um, you know, both ourselves and Cork City had really good runs in Europe, and obviously qualifying for the Europa League group stages probably um, you know brought us to the attention of the wider public who maybe don't pay that much attention to League of Ireland football um, throughout the year. What was it like the experience last year? Just you know, from from somebody who was following it from afar, um, it was it was electric just to be there at some of the games, but to be playing, I mean, in the likes of Warsaw and in Alkmaar, uh, must have been pretty special. Yeah, look, it was it was a fantastic experience. Um, you know, I suppose Leisure Warsaw was probably um, in terms of atmosphere, and that was was electrifying. I don't think you'll ever experience it and like it, and to be there and. And to play in in that cold and was 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 something very special and and not only did we play but we performed very well and we actually drew the game we probably could have won it. I think if it was you know if you were hanging out if it was the first leg and you were one 0 up you'd be hanging on to that one 0 but we were chasing the game trying to get the second and obviously you can see the equaliser so I think you know that that experience and performing at that level um, should stand to us this year. And that save you made in the first half in Warsaw from the uh, outside of the left footed strike must have uh, gone down well in your own memory as well. Yeah, look, it was um, at the time it was it was an important save and uh, probably one of the best saves in the European campaign last year. And um, look, it was nice to you know to to bring it off, I suppose, uh, uh, when the stakes are high or, uh, in uh, on a big occasion like that. Yeah, and something I wondered, something maybe with not not quite as happy a memory that instant with the Alkmaar goal. Now I remember when the striker came off, uh, nobody really in the ground knew what was going on. But then those of us like that had access to kind of social media and were in the press area. Word filtered through that he'd regained consciousness in the uh, dressing room. Now I've long wondered what was your mindset at that time? Because you must have been worried, like, I'm not really sure how, how this, what sort of state this guy is in. And did it affect you? Because obviously you did make a few mistakes after that in subsequent games. Um, I don't know. It's hard to say. Like, I think at the time, obviously, you know, it looked a pretty serious incident and um, obviously there was no malice in it. And I think that was, no mm. one had ever mentioned that. Like, we basically going for the ball and, um, a fraction of a second out, and ended up obviously clattering your man. But um, yeah, it's no. It's like you make mistakes, and, and football is like that. And um, the guy actually broke me, broke me finger in in the collision. And nobody um, ever mentions that. <laughs> no, and I'm, I'm still suffering with it. But it's one of those things that he looked like he came out worse for the over over long term. I probably ended up worse off. Yeah, yeah, and you're so you're like as a goalkeeper breaking your finger, like that must be the equivalent to a pretty serious leg injury for an outfielder. Well, I, I, you could hardly compare breaking a finger to breaking a leg. Like I was able to continue on and played with it for the rest of the season, and um, just taped it up and stuff like that. But it was just it's one of those things, and it, it, it was swollen for the rest of the game. But there was only twenty minutes left, and just continued on. But it was look, and that you know that incident, um, you know it was. I suppose when you look back at it, it was, it was tough, you know, to see the guy flat out like he was, and, and it looked like he was in a bad way. And thankfully, it wasn't the case that he did come round, and um, you know, I, I swapped jerseys with him in the home leg and had a chat with him in the dressing room afterwards. About me, football? <laughs> no, not really. No. <laughs> and um, it, we, we, it's prudent to go back to the time you were with Sligo Rovers because. When you guys played Rosenberg in 2014, I think John Coleman was the manager, but that was really one that got away, wasn't it? Because you'd won the away leg. Yeah, um, absolutely. I think it was certainly one that got away. And I think, um, you know, when I look back at that game, um, obviously we won the game 2-1 over there. But in the second leg, we were 1-0 up. Um, in the, after about, I can't remember the exact time, but maybe about 20 minutes in or 25 minutes in, and we took the lead. 
but we conceded very quickly afterwards and that really gave them the momentum to go on the second half because like, they, they had to score a couple of goals anyway so it, they wouldn't have really changed their mindset they needed to score two or three goals to, to win the tie so if we had got to half time I think you know you would have been able to kind of put a few plans in place and try and, and shore it up at the back and make sure we, we, we became harder to beat but I think losing the second or losing the, the goal so quickly after scoring um, you know that really gave Rosenberg the momentum in that game but do you feel obviously you're in goal but do you feel that the Irish clubs are maybe they wouldn't be afraid of taking on Scandinavian opposition that maybe technically they play a slightly more similar game than maybe clubs sort of in Eastern Europe or the likes of Legia, for argument's sake. But you, you, I think you spoke about this yesterday. Do you, do you have a lack of fear going into the game? Yeah, I, but I wouldn't say the lack of fear. Like I, you don't really fear anyone. You want to go out and, and try and you know be positive and play your own game. Now, the Scandinavian teams are always physically strong and and technically good, but maybe not as as good as some of the Eastern European teams. Yeah, you know, uh, technically, but they're always very good and um, very good sides and. Um, but like I think you know the gap in terms of physical fitness and strength has maybe um, you know shortened in recent years and, and look it's well, well documented um, you know the the regime that the Dundalk players and obviously Cork players and that have been under for the last few years and, and the gap has closed I think when you seen in the European games last year that physically we didn't look um, you know out of place or anything that was a massive thing team. wasn't it Gary like you know it was really noticeable. Yeah, I, I think so. Like I remember playing maybe with St. Pat's when we won the first European games, and you would see we played Stade Bucharest, and and you you'd see that you'd obviously had the swap shorts at the end of the game, and you'd see the the condition of the players, and you might have two or three of your own players on a par with that. But nowadays, you look at the players in the league and and the top club especially, and um, you know that there is no difference, and, and that's um, you know that's really credit to all the players and the the attitude and the application of players in recent years and. You know, to really go and raise the, the level of fitness and, and raise the bar. What's gone wrong this season? I mean, you're still having a good enough campaign, but uh, obviously you've lost a lot more games than you had this time last year. What would you put it down to? Um, it's, it's hard to know. I think if you could, if you could uh, put it down to anything, you'd be able to solve the problem. But like, it, it's just, you know, it could be the, you know, the hangover maybe from last season and the amount of games that we played and players with injuries and, Maybe not get enough time to recover at the end of the season. It's hard to know. It's hard to know exactly what to put it down to. Um, but look, everyone is back training and back fit, and uh, look, we're hoping to kick on for the second half of the season and and really, you know, put it together a, a run of wins and, and uh, pick up our form. Like it's it's been a little bit iffy, I suppose. Like we we won it four or five games and then lost one. So it, it's we just need to get that kind of. Uh, consistency going and raise our, raise our levels again. And have you the same faith in your back four? Because there have been changes there, obviously, and you've looked a little bit leakier maybe without Boyle, which is understandable, and the, I suppose the guys need a bit of time as well. Well, I, look, all the players that have come in are quality players, and um, you know, if you look at Nicholas Emlin, has European experience, Sean Hoare the same, so um, like I think you could, it's hard to put it down to just the back four. Like I think when, when the back four, a team is playing well, everyone is playing well, and it, it's kind of it's from the top back when Dave McMillan is is working hard throughout the team. Everyone you know plays a part in, in keeping a clean sheet, and I think you know we, we probably have more clean sheets this time mm. now than we did last year. So it's probably the couple of games we've conceded more goals than we, when we usually would have. So it, it's look it's hard to know. I think you know in recent times we have um, tightened up at the back of the Cork game. 
and um, wasn't our best performance. But in the four games before that, we kept four clean sheets and we've keep, kept one since uh, since we've come back. So we'll be looking to keep that momentum and and you know give the lads a good foundation to go in. Because um, we score plenty of goals, so if we can keep a clean sheet at the back, you know, generally we'll we'll score in most games. And you scored plenty on Friday against Strada with another goal of the season contender from McElhenney. Yeah, Patrick was excellent. Um, you know, the finish, I'm sure you've seen it, is, is top draw. Um, but, like, he's got that in his locker. He doesn't train all the time. He, he, he's a, like, top quality player. So, But, like that, Michael Duffy's been playing well. He scored as well. And, and Dave McMillan, both Kieran Duff got a couple of goals the weekend. So, it's kind of, it's good. Um, coming back from the break, we did a, a week away in photo where we did... Uh, some extra training and that, and lads work really well, and and they've taken that into the start, the second half of the, the league. And um, just before we come to the end of the interview, you're the chairman of the PFAI. So how how are you finding uh, the lot of the players at the moment? You know, I guess a lot of uh, guys are still complaining that they can't get year long contracts and all that. But how are you? How, what's the general vibe across the league? Yeah, it is it is um, an issue. Obviously, like players. Um, getting paid the, the, the players obviously want to get paid 52 weeks and it was something that was the norm um, in, in I suppose in 2000, 2005 maybe onwards and obviously that slipped back with, with the downturn in, in the economy and it is an issue for players and I think you know there is a variation in contracts in terms of what clubs are, are some clubs are paying 52 weeks some are paying 42 40 weeks 36 there's a massive variation from club to club in terms of what they're paying uh, players and you, know, you do have a case where players are coming back um, to pre-season and maybe training for five, six weeks and training hard and not getting paid. Mm, now, mm. I, I don't know exactly what it is from club to club but we have um, surveyed players and there is certainly issues there that you know, players feel that you know they want to get paid from when they start training. So, understandably, there's certainly issues arising that will have to be um, you know spoke about, and, and we'll be doing our best to rectify you know, the players' concerns. How long do you aim to play for? Me, mm-hmm. as long as I can. Mm. Um, it's it's one of those things you never know. Like you're an injury away from being, you know, on the scrap heap. Really, um, look if you pick up a bad knock at my stage in in, in my career, um, that could be it. And you look, you have to, you know, just. Hopefully you stay injury free and um, you know your form is good and you keep playing. So I think you know, you keep you can't go back and you have to try and enjoy it while you can. And it might be a sign of your age. Do you remember playing? Uh, this is a question from our mutual friend David Jennings. Do you remember playing uh, for Meath when they won the Junior All Ireland and the chairman Fintan Ginnity grabbed the jersey off your back, wouldn't let you play because you were playing professional soccer instead of Gaelic football with St Ultons. Yes, I do remember it well. That's true. Yeah, it is. It is true. Different times. Yeah, different times. Yeah, look, there was a, a lot of controversy around uh, that time. I think it was two thousand three, um, where we had uh, we played in the. Le- I was playing with Trotton at the time. Mm. Um, I played in the Leinster uh, semi final and was on the bench for the final, or whatever. Um, but yeah, come the semi final and final, um, wasn't given a jersey for whatever reasons. But anyway, um, yeah, that did happen. All right. Great to talk to you, Gary. Best of luck at the weekend as well against Harrison for the rest of the season. No problem. Thanks very much. And that was Gary Rogers and uh, my friend David Jennings, who I mentioned there, always said he was a great lad and he came across as that. And uh, I guess I feel it'll be a big European campaign for him because 
it was a bit hit and miss for him last season. Some great saves and some um, poorer moments, which he spoke about. And just briefly, the draw, Dundalk versus Rosenberg, and then the Europa League draws, Cork City versus Lavadia Tallinn. And interestingly, that game's not going to be played in Tallinn. It's going to be played a long way away. Um, Derry City, of course, won't be playing at home. They'll be playing in the showgrounds. They're playing FC Mittiland. I think, that, I think it could be right, yeah. Is that, a, that okay pronunciation? Well, I think it's all right. Better yeah, than um, nailed it. the Rovers keeper. <laughs> and Rovers are Chichinsky. at home to St. Jarnan and I Jarnan, why they've been they've been broken into two in some places. See, Air <laughs> turned them into like St. Johnston's Icelandic cousins the other day. It's Sharnan, I think. We can't we can't criticize Air Dan. No, we no. can't. Um, but we just did. Okay. All three away first is the is the significant one for the Europa League. I, so. I, I actually don't think that's as big a deal as people make out because Irish clubs have a great away record in Europe. And and in a sense, like they come back and as you were saying earlier on as well, Damon, the nil all draw away from home, you think, Oh, that's great, like but actually it, it isn't. And then you come home and it's like every the crowd is very edgy if you go goal behind. It's great well. if you can get that away goal. If you go away and it's nil all, it's not a great result. Um because you're, you, for the home game, you're just on edge. If they get a half a chance, you're thinking on if they score, we have to get two here. Yeah. Um, but, so, but so it, if they set up right and you can get that away goal, even if it's a draw, you're in a great position. Damo's the man here. Damo's played against Rosenberg. He's played against Lavadia Talon. Now, it was a long time ago. Obviously, all the other players probably retired as well. But still, you know, you have your memories, I guess, of Rosenberg because that is yeah. Champions League. Very is harsh, Dan, to be fair. <laughs> normally, it's <laughs> it you. It was been, a long time normally ago. Normally, it's it you was. being harsh. Damo uh, looks in fair shape for his age. Which is? What is? What is? What? what do you think? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say about 37. Spot on. I'm not bad at ages, to be fair. Hang on, that's pretty good. But Dan, yeah. Uh, yeah well, the, well we Rosenberg, go. like Bowes played Rosenberg in 2003. People maybe yeah. aren't aware. At which point Rosenberg were in the middle of winning 13 leagues in a row. Now. The Rosenberg now, I think the Norwegian league has become a bit more competitive, which could be code for Rosenberg to come back to the packet. But I think there's been a, there's an element of both. They've still won four leagues in the last ten years. They've still been in the Europa League group stages, although they haven't been in the Champions League since '07. I think um, group stages. I think they've still been in the Europa League group stages. I think three times in the in, in that. Are they inferior to Bate Borisov? That's a good, well. I mean, on sort of you look at the rankings and stuff, they are. Um, I'd say they probably are. I, I I certainly think it's a better draw. If 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 the Dundalk draw that they were digesting this morning was Dundalk v Bate, I think the, probably the tone would be more mm, negative. Even though they'd yeah. beaten them last year, but there's been a probably a bit of uh, previous this time Bate probably feel the old Dundalk one. Um, but I mean, how good were Rosenberg in 03, just from your recollection? Because I know Stephen Kenny's been speaking about, um, I think at the time, pretty much every player in their squad was an international and they were Champions League yeah. regulars. And Damo was 23 at the time. It was the first time that they hadn't qualified for the Champions League, I think, so when we came across them or, um, that year and they were they were phenomenal. I have to say, it's the, that was my first European campaign. We beat Bate Borisov in the first leg and then, or the first round, ended up playing Rosenberg and... I remember coming off the pitch over there. We played at home first, and I think it was uh, they beat us one 0 at home. And then when we got over there, we were we, we set up and we the stadium was brilliant. Everything was great. Like it was just a real real sense of proper European football. Yeah. And uh, the first half we kept it tight for about twenty five minutes, and then they scored. And then I actually remember Shea Kelly was our best player on the night, and they could have beat us about six or seven nil. And they were absolutely brilliant. I remember stepping off the pitch, and Paul Keegan, uh, centre forward at the time, turned around to me and went. Well, I'm never going to get to that standard. Now, Paul was coming to the end of his career, and yeah. I was thinking, Jesus, they were unbelievable. What, was it deflating playing in Europe at that time when your limitations, uh, so, so to speak, were just so ruthlessly exposed at times like that? Yeah, and it was the like, so that was my first year in Europe. I was like, oh my God, this is not fun for anybody. Um, but it was 
as we developed over the next couple of years, I remember actually we played Elfsburg about with Pats maybe six, seven years later and we ended up uh, knocking them out. That was one of the and great European performances. Like that, was, that was unbelievable. Remember the guy in yeah. midfield who was playing for Sweden? That's that right, yeah. Um, he was at Southampton as well yeah, for a while. Yeah, yeah. Like uh, Stens, Svensson or something. Svensson, yeah, Svensson, yeah, I think yeah. so, yeah. Because I remember we, we beat them over the two legs. We were two all away and then we beat them 2 nil at home, I think it was. I remember that. It was and it quickly was, got the second goal, I think, was it? Or it it was, goal, yeah, yeah. And I, I just remember thinking that night actually just going how far away we were from Rosenberg and how much we'd come on against mm. Elfsberg over the six, seven year mm. period. Maybe it was 10 years. I don't know how long it was. But um, going back to that, it was like, that was one of my longest nights I've ever played a match. Stephen, I spoke to Stephen Kenny about the draw and he, he says the second leg, part of it, I mean, he went for it a bit. He wasn't, yeah. he wasn't, in, like, you, you possibly could have shut up shop and got a, I don't know, yeah. a 2-0 or something, but he says at the time, we, we should he, have, he refused yeah. to do that. You know? And I remember the next day, we uh, we read the paper, well, the, we had the papers came out, you know, and um, there was a guy there from UEFA, uh, or, or from the local uh, club, basically helping us around and we asked him to translate the article and they were speaking to their captain and he said, yeah, we said that we'd let them run around for 20 minutes to tire themselves out and then we'd actually uh, have a go at them. And that's exactly what they did. They literally, we ran out for the first 20 minutes, ran around like headless chickens and then I'm, they just... I'm glad you said that because the contrast in that and the Rosenberg reaction now to the draw is like, we didn't want on dock, you know, and they oh, were, really? they were uh, very yeah. respectful. Yeah. We, I'll get to the, the Danish side, their reaction to getting Derry is, is more maybe old-fashioned. Uh, but, but the Rosenberg... You know, Sigging Bjornby, I think, is involved, and whoever. Yeah, his quotes weren't great, though. I mean, he, he still seems to think they're they, still they the usual. Style, like, yada, style. yada. But they, they didn't want to get Dundalk, and Stephen Kenny and the Dundalk guys talking to Gary there, they do feel they have a chance. I think I think it's, it was. They had options. Sorry to cut across, cut across the end. Like, there was other options to draw. I didn't want Celtic. Discussed it last week, but also Celtic are, I think, pretty good now, you know, compared to where they were 12 months ago. Didn't want Leggy, because I think Leggy would be wise to them, too. and um, the other options that they were in their little pool of six okay they wanted FH that was by far the best draw and there's no positive there was Rosenberg Malbo and Maribor and I think much with much those three thing. like they've played better teams than them in Europe mm. last year okay we know the players that are gone we know that Dundalk have performed pretty badly you know in terms of where they would expect to be in the league but you would still think when they get into that European zone, that the guys who now have like 12, 15, 20, whatever it is, European appearances, and you would know probably from getting experience, yeah. like how much more comfortable they're going to be now, like when Benson and McElhenney and O'Donnell and, and so on go out onto the pitch, they're not going to be sort of saying, geez, these guys are unbelievable. They'd have, they'd have played against technically better sides in the Europa League run. Zenit would be a far it's better so side. They're back forward at where he's That is the yeah. like, It's and their centre-back partnership yeah. that that's the big worry. Because the rest is but coming together. Players yeah. are coming back. Benson is back. O'Donnell is back at the moment. But, but the back four... What I would say is if you get the right result away from home, they will not want to come but back. It's they're it's home it's first. They're home first. Home first. I, I, that's, I, don't that's, think that's a, I don't think this yeah. is a bad thing. No, it is. It is. I don't think it is for the dock, actually. I don't think it is. They're very good away from home. Thinking back to the Elsberg game, I remember Svensson in the middle of the park. 15 minutes in, we absolutely went for it. And the atmosphere there, you were at that. That was great. Unbelievable it was. And I remember we got a corner and Svensson looks up at one his centre-back and just kind of goes, shit. Like he actually physically went... We're in trouble here tonight. Didn't fancy um, so you just didn't fancy it—the the atmosphere we'd created and all that mm. sort of stuff. So it's a difficult one at home. Do you go and try and win the game, which Stephen will? Um, but if if Rosenberg score, it's it's an uphill. No, time. Yeah, one-all I think draw is not the end of the no, world. No, I think. Or, well, I mean, mm. it's, uh, well, it's exactly the same as FH last year. If it is a one-all draw, mm. the thing is, you you fancied them to score 
But if it's a one-all draw, I, no, I don't know. I'd really fancy but Rosenberg. Anyway, the thing about, yeah, and they will be favourites. And Rosenberg are favourites to go through. I'm not getting carried away here. Of course yeah. they are. They're formed this year. They're joint top of the league in Norway with Brann at the moment. But that's a really congested league. They lost at the weekend to a mid-table side. Brann have actually scored. They've only scored 19 goals, I think it is, in 13 games this year. So they haven't necessarily been... You know, dominant like they have been in recent Nicholas years. Nicholas Bentner up front. Nicholas Bentner's there, yeah. Um, he he joined from Forest, where he wasn't exactly setting the place alight. And you know, they've they've played against Alex Slab last year. Sometimes these old Arsenal lads, maybe you know, I'd, I'd be more. I think you'd be more fearful of a twenty-year-old hotshot on the way up than a than the old timer who sure. may not fancy it as yeah. as much. Um, so it's it, they've still got to get back to last year's level. To win, I I I say they've played they've played better sides, but the Dock were a better side last year too. So they will need to be extremely good. Um, but I I think in the circumstances, like I was reading the Norwegian coverage, their European results last year were quite poor. Um, they they don't they're not just they're not coming with that swagger and J- just a note of caution. I think they've got a chance, but I mean they're still they, outsiders. They, they definitely we, we can yeah. get carried out. Like it was a brilliant year last year, absolutely brilliant. But like. European football can absolutely catch you off guard. Um, particularly if you look at, going back to Lavadi Italian, luckily I, I played in Lavadi Italian as well. That was the game where Stephen Kenny was sacked uh, with, from Bowes, probably Bowes' biggest mistake that they made. W- went away from home, uh, drew nil all, came back home and they just, on the night, they got a, an early goal and we just didn't get anywhere near them. So, that's I just the thing is a where note, you need two goals a note of right. caution just in terms of yeah because we're going to get carried away by last year which yeah, might exactly, be the black yeah. swan as like well it, you know, is, so. is success we, like someone should get to the group stages now everyone's going to think this year and you're thinking that is a, a, an absolute stretch with, with, okay with respect to the other clubs let's go through the other games Cork City versus uh, the aforementioned Lavadia Talon now <clears throat> excuse me they're going to play uh, a crowd from Cyprus I think if they get through Cork um, it basically looks it, it looks a good draw uh, Lavadia Talon We'll have to play their home game Parnu, I think 80 miles away or Parnu, something like that. It's like a holiday resort, mm. I think. In Estonia. I mean, if Cork get through, I think their fans are in dreamland because <laughs> they go to like the Estonian <laughs> holiday resort and then they go to potentially Ionapa if, yeah, yeah. if Larnica beat the team from Gibraltar. Of course, John Caulfield will be urging caution to let's worry about the first resort first. and then Yeah, know. let's go yeah. from there. He, say, he says it's a 50-50 tie. I mean, Levadia... Cork are probably going to be favourites. They yeah. are going to be favourites. Levadia are unbeaten at home this year. But it's uh, maybe it can be a bit deceptive. It's like I think it's the poorest supported league in, in Europe, Estonia. Certainly in terms of, I think, per head, you know, population, the tenancies are brutal. Um, and Lavadia have a bit of previous granted it's a long time ago again even back to 2001 they played Bowes I think they were called something else then or they've had various ownership issues then there was 04 yep. which was Stephen Kenny's last game in charge of Bowes was against Lavadia and then draw to beat them in 2008 and then we've even had Shamrock Rovers beating Flora Tallinn in 2011 I know leagues have changed since then but um, you would fancy an informed Cork you side fancy Cork, yeah. to be, to go, and I think actually going away first they didn't want to switch it that was one of the options that was being discussed they, w- they wouldn't agree to a switch they wouldn't agree to a switch and that's right um, but I think Cork in the current form can go away and score definitely and that was the strength of their European run last year actually the, the away first Maguire was brilliant last year worked, worked out quite well for them he? yeah like he, he was brilliant last year and, and they I, have just, him just looking the at the form they're in um, I'd fancy Cork it's going to be a tough draw like every draw in European football is tough like the idea that we go away at it's a handy one, which I'm sure some people will have that in their head after the progress, la- the progress last year. But 
I, I fancy Cork this year to, to run it back. This is the thing. I think the, what makes Lavadia difficult, they haven't lost this year, and you would know more about this, but sometimes you go and play a team that just isn't used to losing, and they have a certain steeliness about them. Yeah. And sometimes you actually Are they look, in their season, Dan? Yeah, they well? are, yeah. yeah. But sometimes you look at the teams that are out of their season, or they've come fourth or fifth in their league and lost a lot of games, and they're from a much stronger league, and they're probably going to be better on a lot of levels. But actually, sometimes they're not, they don't have that strong sort of unity that comes with a team that's just as in this routine of not losing games. So I'm not saying Lavadia are going to be a pushover, but bloody hell, in terms of where the league is at at the moment, uh, if, Cork, if, 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 in, if Cork yeah. aren't capable of, of beating them, you'd be distraught. And one really. thing you would say is, just given how far ahead they are in the league, they have a free swing at this. You know, like they, yeah. can, they can rest players leading up to the game or however John Coffey wants yeah. to go about it. They can actually go into this game ready for it. Do you remember um, much about uh, Estonia? Uh, funny if we stayed over afterwards I think that was Stephen's uh, decision never to stay over in a European game after that again we why? Did, we had a good night in Estonia afterwards I, I was in a nightclub I, that was my first ever uh, European yeah. trip away with an Irish club I hope not. Um, it was I certainly remember a quite a boisterous flight home anyway because we travelled with the team at the time and I think there was a night out and there was a 6am there was 6am uh, on the bus and you know there were it was sort of like rounding up people from around various parts, like a Tlaxon call or something. People yeah. come in from around the town to get on the bus. And I think there was a two flights home job. It wasn't a direct. And I just remember like a lot of giddiness. It was a, a lot, lot of day, giddiness. Yeah. I, I, I can safely say the Dundalk lads going to uh, Norway are going to have a slightly different experience. No. We're basically yeah. describing every Northern Irish trip in Europe ever now. <laughs> but uh, there was a point where the League of Ireland club decided it not was to funny. do it. You know why we stayed over? That We would norm- wouldn't have normally stayed over. I remember after Rosenberg the previous year, we flew back. Borisov, we flew back. But we actually, the flights, it was a chart, or whatever way the flights fell that we stayed over. But I think, Stephen, we were actually going through a bad run at that time. And it was kind of, we had been in, uh, we had, no one had been out all year sort of thing. Yeah. And we said, we go away. We, I think there was a two-week gap between the game, possibly. I'm not too remember. sure. I think it might have been a week, but um, I didn't give no league game the weekend yeah, something, something like that, yeah. It so we actually, wrong, we, we ended up that. having a bit of a night out afterwards, which was very, very rare at the time, uh, particularly with Stephen. And, but, uh, and, yeah, and Dan, your usual uh, slight at the... Uh, Irish league there. What do you make of the potential of Linfield Celtic? Oh yeah, it's just like it'd just be classic Linfield now if they lost against the San Marino side, wouldn't it? Um, I watched them against Cork last year in in the home leg. Didn't see the way leg, but they they weren't a million miles. No, off. I don't think they're as ridiculous when it comes to Europe compared to some of the other clubs. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and did as you I say said, a manager was away last year? I, I think well, I think Crusaders have had issues with that, and um, I think I think you know the Linfield manager can, seems to be able to you know. Might get the hang of Skyscanner and all these sites and figure out when there might be stuff on. <laughs> you know what? What's on that week, love? I'm not really sure. I think I'm free. There's no, there's no fixtures yet. <laughs> well, it's um, July the so 12th. I'm not going to end this road again. The game yeah, is, I think, July 11th. The, well, the PS and I, I yeah, mm. the events are moving on. Possibly by the time this show goes out, there might be mm. something that will have happened. Um, it, so it's a it, secret part of you hope Linfield losing San Marino. I don't know. I think Linfield Celtic would be an interesting occasion. Um, and I'm really, li- really annoyed with the Irish Times, by the way, as well, because they had like a headline, Celtic draw Northern Irish side Linfields. So you're explaining to me where the Irish side is from. Yes, Celtic are a foreign <laughs> side, and I'm supposed to... But that's reflective of a lot of people's attitudes. Lin- Northern Irish side Linfields. Sure, They're the, the, arguably the biggest club in the island, like, in some but, respects. Like. Yeah, but uh, come on. We, uh, we, we can't re- get really into our relationship me. with Northern Ireland here, but a lot of people need explaining. Like, every reader knows Shouldn't who be reading Celtic the 
accident. Are we are, anyway? Like, okay, is this going to be a disaster? Or is it going to is it going to work out okay if it happens? I don't know. I, I I think to be fair, we need to see what happens with the arrangements. We can't really speculate on something that may not actually. Okay, unfold. okay, let's get okay. Let's, let's get go back. To, to, let's go back to the Republic of Ireland l- clubs. John. Well, no, let's go to Derry City, right? So this game is interesting now. Oh, Republic of Ireland League. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this game is interesting. Rafa van der Vaart is Rafael yeah. van der Vaart is playing yeah. because his missus is a handball player who's uh, pl- from Denmark. Mentioned by own beforehand yeah, in, a, in and, an aesthetic guise. And that's why he's ba- people wonder how he's ended up in a mid-table Danish side. He's basically love has brought him there. No love. Way. Would you travel for love, Johnny? Well, in cr- your work. Would I travel for love? In your work. Would you yeah. move to another country? It's a, it's a hypothetical at the moment. Yeah. You know? But would you? Co- in fer- yeah. How is your love life these days? It's it's uh, yeah, it's complex. Is it? Yeah, which is code okay. word for moribund. <laughs> but um, <laughs> is this going to be as uh, yeah? Oh, yeah, actually, Chris Blake, our our friend from uh, that brought this show together. Of course, he's uh, he's off this week purely for the conquest of of love. That's true, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, met a girl girl called Sebastian, and uh, they're traveling Ireland together. Sure, why not? Yeah, why not? It's um, but but. Again, we're, it's we're the time of the year where League of Ireland clubs going explore new places. We're, we're, <laughs> um, we're, ten, we're on tangents. We're off on tangents. Derry, they, this was hailed as the, the it worst. It is the of worst draw, but it's not. But I think there sometimes you get a side that's out a season. Like you look at last year, um, Ganku Cork played, who ended up going all the way to the latter stages of the competition, and Cork actually gave them a rattle. Like really. You know, gave them a good game. Although the second leg, they, I felt they, they were they, they were better. Them in the yeah, second. they yeah, did. Yeah. But they still they caught them cold in the first yeah. leg and probably should have got a better result away. They should have, which could yeah, have given yeah. them a better platform. Yeah. Gang in the previous round really struggled against the team from Montenegro and yeah. were actually quite fortunate to go through. So sometimes these teams from the bigger leagues who are out of season because unlike the other Scandinavian leagues, the Danish league is still operates off the the winter calendar. Yeah, they're 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 coming into it a bit rusty and and very good and they're home first which I think they might just be a small bit complacent that's I, the hope I, for them. I, I completely agree and their coach saying I don't know much about them which is fair enough but they'll likely play a British style Derry are one of the best <laughs> passing teams in the league by any stretch and I'm really looking forward to seeing them in Europe because I think they'll revel in it and if I'm tipping one team to maybe cause a shock I think it's Derry this year because they've, oh, really? they've, they've definitely how much would you put in it Johnny depends on the price how many pork shoulders would you stake on that well, I mean, it want to be a lot like, but I, I think the betting will be overwhelmingly in the favour. No, I think of it will Midtland. be. Oh, of course, it will. And be. I think Jerry could could do very well. I think they're a good. If Patterson is back. I think the thing is though, defensively though, they're going to struggle. Mm. Just, but Johnny, with all these things, it's it's you know getting carried away about the two leg prospects that could be carried getting carried away. I think this could be the first game where they surprise them, they get them cold, but the second leg. They know that you know the sort they of work out where the second leg is. It's Show a Sligo. It's it's got yeah. which is going to be very strange. Yeah, but you'd hope that Derry get a result. That in fairness, the Derry fans have responded by going to Buncrana and they're going to look a good bit further. I think a lot Sligo. of Sligo people come out as you'd well. You'd hope so. In, in hope the, so. With the year that yeah. Derry have had and so on, I think they would. Uh, um, the showgrounds look great the other night. With yeah, at the pitch whatever about yeah. the game. But they could but catch them cold in the first leg. I agree. It's possible yeah. that could happen. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully uh, it'd be. Well, look, we'll probably we'll be talking about this next yeah. week again. So. Now, it, c- the complacency on the other end of Rovers going to Iceland is that Rovers will be complacent and go, Asher, it's Iceland. I don't think they will. You don't think so? Okay. I don't think they can afford to be. And I think there's a lot of young lads in that team as well who probably aren't used to European football, so it'll be an exciting time for Rovers them need to, to get the job done yeah. there, I think. I think they uh, will as well. That's not, I think Rovers are mid-table, or you know, they're, they're sort of top-four side in, in Ireland. Shannon are a top-four side in Iceland. You know, whichever one of them plays pretty well over the ties would fancy themselves. You know, I don't think it's a case of, you know, either side is good enough to play badly and, and get through. Mm. I think it's probably 
that one is a 50-50 job for me. I think Maybe you'd make them slight favourites because they have a bit more I think Euro- European experience. A bit of discipline yeah. as well from Rover. Like, genuinely, I know you've mentioned if, like, if they can keep 11 players on. It'll be interesting how they set up because I know they've changed things. How, how Stephen Bradley will go into that. Um, all, how the players are gonna be, all the players are going to be super fresh because they've been banned for every league <laughs> game in the meantime. They've actually got a good chance. We're trying to revise that prediction. Yeah. We're trying to get Rovers people on the show and every week we make it harder and harder, Dan. You know, comments like that. But you are right. <laughs> well, we get on to the preview of week 19. Uh, and yeah, so I'll just go through the fixtures. Derry versus Cork. Air Sports and Richie Towell and Damo are live in Oriel for the visit of Finn Harps and Ollie Horgan. Galway United against Bray. Uh, interesting little point about that I'll bring up in a moment as well. Shamrock Rovers against Drogheda. Bohemians play Sligo Rovers. Big, big game uh, for Sligo. Limerick play Pats. And in Division 1, UCD play Waterford, who are now five points clear of Cove, who are at home to Shelburne. Athlone against Longford in the Midlands Derby. And Cabin Teeley flying high in fourth place against Wexford. Okay, Let's start with the big game, which is Derry versus Cork. Any chance of an upset here, Dan? I think if you were to probably to go through like Cork's remaining fixtures and look and put them all in a list, this possibly would be up in their like top three or four hardest games that they have left this season. Um, so if they bash through this game, well then they they actually are going to go probably unbeaten for the rest of the campaign. Seriously, what what games on the calendar do you think Cork could lose? What price would you think they are? I think in around European football. But that is no, the, in around Europe, it's that is very, the very difficult. That's and then someone will get tired or what have you. What what um, odds would you think they are? Players. By the way, but there, there, there is actually price. What odds are they to go unbeaten? I don't know. I don't, what would you think? Oh, to go unbeaten, unbeaten for the rest of the season. What would you think? In the probably, it's probably a short price now because. What would you think? Because I'm not going to name the bookmaker obviously. Six to one. Six to one demo fours or something like that seven to one that's not bad demo yeah seven to one it's it's just it's kind of like that Roy Lascott accumulator that Churchill has already let down something's going to let you down at some stage they'll slip up but yeah, at the, at particularly the mo- if they win early if they win the league like with six or seven yeah, to go like, and then all of a sudden it's like, well, we'll they'll be out got, like, you'd be celebrating that for a while like, wouldn't you it's um, like Dundalk against Pats last year when they conceded <laughs> five in around 30 <laughs> minutes no, no integrity uh, oh yeah yeah uh, where, whatever where, happened to that guy are you, uh, are you making another trip to Bunkran and his press room no I'm not I think a few of the other lads are going up for the first time though I gather so this is going to be a good game yeah I think it'll be a good game and Derry unbeaten last five at home according to own stats Great stats, um, and they have a good home record this year. And actually, like I have to say, you have to call it when you get something wrong. Like I thought the Bungrana thing would be a huge negative for them, but they've actually sort of managed to use it as a positive. Actually, and people seem to have bought into it. I, I think they might be moving some of their games to Sunday um, during the summer as well. Yeah, um, and have a real sort of social aspect to it. And it does like I hate this tough place to go, but it, teams are finding it a bit disconcerting going there. I think I know Bray won up there, but. Um, and as I well don't as know if you're going to go for a prediction here it's, it's yeah. possible it's possible you could have a draw the only thing is the other element is Europe is worth 200,000 euros to Derry um, and they're playing in Europe five days later and okay, you want to get back into Europe again. They can't afford to, you know, to sacrifice Derry's first the game. game is next week. Yeah, it's wow. next week. It's nine days away. Um, That's so, Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Wow. So, so it's right on top of you there. Now, yeah. you, want to, you want to get back into Europe again. And Cork have their issues. Dunleavy's lost. They're trying to get the Ryan Delaney deal done. He got player. Will Delaney get done? Will they get they, that they, done? They seem confident. Yeah. I mean... They couldn't need that. Even Tosi uh, gave them a, was a handful the other night. Yeah. And... Uh, they, they struggle the time with the, at times with the long ball. Um, the Laney ones are a, a bit small pace, bit complicated like, because it seems like Cork are well and are able to do a deal with Burton. But there's other clubs in the UK quite like Delaney. But 
I think okay. I think there's a sense the player himself is just enjoying playing regularly. And what's the point of going somewhere else where you all of a sudden you're back into? He's as well been with Cork for the next yeah. year of his what, career. What have you made of the Maguire thing? Because he's kind of like alluding to the fact that he has this man in mind, but he won't say who it is. Like, uh, oh, striker wise, yeah, because he seems to have this. And it's like, I'm well, there could be something I'm else because they're definitely talking Cork about having a look at Hoban and trying to get yeah. something done. Yeah, I think his initial Hoban, way. Hoban's a bit of a punt, though, at this stage, isn't he? Is he not? I know he was excellent when he was here. He was, but he was. He, that, that was a while ago now. You know, and he's on any, a downward any striker trajectory. going into that Cork side, just the way they're playing at the mm. moment. I'm, wonder, I'm wondering if sadly there's still a possibility. But anyway... He's th- not going to fill the gap, though. No, he won't fill that particular gap. He's not going to replace Maguire. Uh, but, um, I fancy Cork here. I think just looking for... fancy the, Cork? Yeah, I really Dan, do. I might go for a draw. I think... Score draw? A score draw. Definitely a score draw. <laughs> not but, uh, definitely all, anyway, definitely yeah. a score draw. And just in, in relation to Owen's stats here, when Sligo won the league in 2012, their, uh, their plus goal difference was 30. At the moment, uh, Cork's is... But the crucial thing is... 43 at the moment, right? So if that were to continue until the end of the season, you're talking about 70, 75 plus goal difference. Dundalk last season was 45, incidentally. It's yeah, a, the crucial thing is that Sligo scored 53 total goals in that year. Dundalk scored 73 last year. I don't know how many goals Cork have had. 52 at Cork the have had 16 so the, the, games the, with two or the, the one goals. behind Sligo's entire total in 2012. Wow. Although that 2012 season... No disrespect to Sligo. I think that was the lowest point of the where the league was at in terms of standard because a very, very like a very part time draw the team finished second that year. That wasn't a that wasn't a good in league. In terms of your time covering I don't remember anyone in the last fifteen years just running away with it so so much. No. But Bowes and Bowes in oh seven. Remember or no oh eight, uh, Pat Fennon's first year at Bowes, they blitzed it that year. It was actually the year the draw they were playing in Europe and gave Dynamo Kiev Was a it goal to this extent? Like, no, uh, they, 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 they got a record points total. Mm. They did. They, they got mm. an unbelievable... We don't have it up here. But they... they they blew away the league that year. I think I, Pats came second that year. Didn't yeah, and Pats yeah, had the good I, I league. Pats, in, that Pats year. did well yeah. in Europe because Fatty got to move. That, that was the Hertha Berlin year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the clubs in Europe did fun, but Bowes sort of ran away with the league that year. Oh, they definitely they were set records. Memory, I'm gonna I'm gonna get slated here because I was tipping up Limerick last week just for a bit of crack but I'm going to go for a Derry home win again just to, just because I think they're capable uh, uh, but we've, so we've three different predictions there Dundalk versus Harps oh obviously he's live on Air Sport but it'll, it'll be a good chance to see where Dundalk are uh, coming into obviously Europe they have a bit more time to prepare but where are they with, with the, their good midfielders coming back Damo? I wouldn't be looking at the midfield. Midfield be fine. Uh, I think they've it's, missed th- th- They had Gartland and Vemelin the centre backs. I think uh, on Friday. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he ended up going that way. Yeah, I think he will. Yeah, I think Gartland has to be in the side. Um, just given his experience. Now he didn't have a great European. The end of the European campaign last year wasn't great, but I just think overall his experience would be be great. Like they'll have no problems going forward, and they should win this convincingly. Two, three, four, easy. Um, set them up nicely for the European football coming up. But yeah, they shouldn't. They shouldn't be complacent in the sense that Harps have uh, not had a bad season at all. They still have some quality of the likes of Paddy McCourt. But obviously, I'm going to go for home win. As yeah, well. you have to. I think oh, it's man. actually a big couple of weeks for Dundalk because they have Harps and they have Galway then and they, on Monday. They, and they, yeah, and then they play Bray, um, which which will be away obviously because they had the controversial loss at home to them. I think even going into Europe, it possibly would be good from a for momentum, just to have a couple of wins under belt. But b probably just to 
sort of be sure that that second is very much within their yeah. grasp. So they're not worried about getting caught at home. I think they do have a chance. Other teams are just dropping points a bit to teams mm. behind. The dog are the one that can go in a bit of a win and run. And they should finish a clear set. second, maybe. They should do. They should do. And um, they should win this game. They have a great record against Harps. They, they beat them seven up there last year. Um, um, and, and, and they should they should fancy them, even though Harps are a better side now, I think. They are, yeah. And Galway United against Bray. I, I should mention her. Owen McCormick is a guy we've signed from Ballinasloe Town. Now, I think he was very good in the Connacht Cup final. Now, Balanceau Town play at the same level as my club at home. And the idea that this guy is probably going to be playing at some stage Friday night because we're so shy of strikers. The idea that somebody could go from the league that I used to play in to the Premier Division of the League of Ireland to me is mad. But at the same time, uh, Cork, did it la- Cork did it with the striker. Sullivan. Sullivan, Sullivan yeah. who was, an was immediate yeah. at, at a quite yeah. a late age. Yeah. And this he guy... Would have been probably at a, a higher... Amateur level. He would have been. He would have been. Yeah. So yeah, because yeah. the Ross Carmen League. He was. Yeah. He was brilliant when he uh, Sullivan. So the, this it's interesting just because basically Vinny Farty and Paul Cunningham haven't scored enough goals. We need goals. Apparently he's very quick. Uh, he's an eye for goal. So it's Galway against Bray. I was looking at it. I think there were four ex Galway United players for Bray, which would be John Sullivan, Aaron Green, Bisto Flood, and Carl uh, Moore. And uh, this game is going to be uh, an interesting one, Dan. Uh, big big game for us. Yeah, not scoring it's just, goals. You're just not scoring and not winning games. And going and, behind in every game. And you'd game. fancy yeah. Bray to score again. I'm like this. Would fancy Bray to score? You know they they score a lot of goals. It's really disappointing with Galway this year. There's just still early days. Yeah. Is it relatively like it's, it's halfway? Not, it's not early days it's, anymore. It's that's well, the problem. I mean, they play Pats next week, don't they? I mean, yeah. that's massive, a, massive that's game the, for both those but clubs. I, I see this as a winnable game for us as well. Like, I see why you would, but I, I think, think, it's I think it'd be a draw. if anything, it's a draw. Draw. No way will will Galway win that. One all. One all is like a Galway type of result. I think that's what you're looking at here again, Johnny. I'm going yeah. draw. I'll have a tentative home win. Bray will move a point closer to avoid relegation. <laughs> <laughs> um, Shamrock Rovers against the Drogs. Jesus, yeah. Draw, draw the need to stop the rot, didn't they? Um, it was pretty depressing watching that on. Uh, on you think Friday it makes the point that there's a gap? There's a real gap. Yeah, like I was really like just looking at over overall all the goals uh, on Soccer Republic, just the defending and just the, the the overall general quality was really poor. And notwithstanding uh, that demo, the facilities like United Park <laughs> not be a Premier Division ground. <laughs> no, it's just, we're, neither we're going, we're going down this. weren't working for, uh, I think, the Dundalk players. We're going down now, this uh, route again. Like, they're, they're in no position to preach Dundalk about, you know, dressing room facilities. No, but it's, but it's not even funny. The, 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 there should be a rule where you cannot play in the League of Ireland Premier, Premier Elite League if you have a ground like that. It's called, but it, it, there is it's a called, rule. Yeah, it's the, it's uh, the club licensing thing is there to, to stop this. Uh, um, the, 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 the licensing document is gathering dust yeah. in some cup. And I know, I know, someone's resting their coffee cup on yeah. it every morning. Like but, the, um, yeah. they have a derogation. I mean, there's always. I know Drogheda are making plans and yada yada sure, yada. But like they're making plans. Exactly. There comes a point. I I do sort of agree. Um, and I mean, I know P. Martin made the point afterwards that there it was dispiriting for them last week. They obviously took a tanking in Cork as well, and that for those clubs at the bottom of the Premier who have no real prospect of strengthening financially, and they're just watching Cork and Dundalk going into Europe again, the guaranteed like two hundred k or five hundred k if you're Champions League. There's no way they're going to get close to them. There's no how could how are they going to get close? Finish second in the cup. You know you could you don't you get through you don't get into the you don't that. that that goes to the league. The next place goes to the league. Runners up at a cup don't get into Europe. So they you have, have to, they have have to, to win, win the cup. cup. So how do you get near yeah. it? Those teams at the bottom are in a real sell a, sell a player to, for how much? Mm. But I, I guess, it's, but like I think looking at Dundalk and Cork, yeah, they're way ahead. Um, Dundalk has still have a bit of work to do. And like let's be honest, their stadium isn't great at the moment, is no. it? Um, they need a bit of work to do. There. They need to put a bit of investment in. Um, 
like Drada need to just get their get get some sort of structure there that they can bring through young players and get try and develop it that way. But they need um, to get the ground sorted so they actually have they, the base. Yeah, they it's need it's to move out of the ground. They, like I, essentially, I, I admire um, an awful lot about how many Drada players they have in the team. I really like that. If the Brennans, they've obviously. Uh, oh, Thomas, Thomas Byrne, Byrne yeah. they have Thornton I think is a local he's lad a local as well lad, yeah. like yeah. I, I think that's great and I, I, I have a soft spot for what they're doing but at the same time Rovers it, to win at home I wouldn't trust but, Rovers but, either but you yeah, wouldn't trust win. Rovers yeah I, just, I still wouldn't I, th- I trust them to win this game I think. They're, they're, they're keeping more clean sheets I'm going to throw out a draw for this one I think, that's a shock I think, that's a shock call I think Pete is going to He'll, he'll be getting onto them. Drada haven't scored in six, though. So basically, they're in big stroke in that regard. I'm going to go for a home win, Dan. That's it. That's it. Oh, home wins all round. But now we've got Bowes and Sligo. Haven't Bowes signed uh, a guy, this is Steve Donnelly, is it? Who's like a, a Bowes fan who, again, has been playing. I'm not Local. sure. Is it, is it, I'm not sure he's been AUL level he's been playing at, um, which is sort of like a plot line from like Dream Team or something, <laughs> where Harchester United. Did you watch Dream Team? I watched it in the early Do days. That? Do you remember I'm, when they I, played in Talca? I'm pretty sure, yeah, and that's people right, still have yeah. the shirt and stuff, which is like. Uh, Do you remember that time? Yeah, that yeah. was one of my oh man, that was one of the lowest points in my league where in following career. Like, <laughs> far more people came out to watch like yeah, a fifty. What, what was eight, the name of the striker in it? Uh, uh, Fletch. <laughs> Fletch. 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 But there was actually, I think, a plot oh, line dated where the, they, they got this fan to come onto the pitch and he scored a goal, and all of a sudden he was signed up, and it was a ludicrous plot line. They, they probably all got killed in a bus crash then or something afterwards. But but it would seem to happen every this at happened, the end, at the end of every episode. Forest, uh, during Cloughy's era, they got they signed a guy who ended up winning the European Cup with them who basically was like from non-league um, Birch, Birchall maybe with Gary Birchall was it Birchall, I think was it was that, was that his background one of, one of their players because I read the, the book on um, I Believe in Miracles. Miracles recently and yeah basically came that background it doesn't happen very more hopefully it happens at Go United now um, but anyway, well, and Bowes well, this guy and is Bowes a Bowes are just fan. the coolest club in the world and he's they just a, get cooler and he's cooler a, he's now. a Bowes fan so is he a fan of Sierra Nevada I wonder I, I would hope not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for, the, for the sake of his career They'll, pretty, they'll find out pretty quickly if he does. And um, Dinny Corcoran, of course, uh, our stats man owned to be a big fan of Dinny and a good mate of his. And he the just pointed out like, that yeah, he's 30th oh, goal for Bowes uh, against Pats last Friday. Typical a, Dinny goal as well. There's always Dinny stats there, yeah. to be honest. Like, there's like a, <laughs> he's been know, around, hasn't he? Dan, stats. talk to me. Bowes, Bowes against Sligo. Sligo. I think I actually might go along to this game because I haven't seen Sligo since Little took over. And... I don't know. I I don't know what to make of them. They see he hasn't won yet, has he? Three uh, draws no, and one defeat. Yeah. They haven't. Yeah. So, um, I'm 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 not sure really what type of side that they are. They they're full time. They shouldn't be in the bottom three yet. They seem to be getting quite comfortable down there. Great not, chance for Bowes. They're not a bit exactly of distance, isn't there? Bowes are doing extraordinarily yeah. well. And I know we talk about Pats, but I mean from Bowes' point of view. Uh, to go from behind and spin it the other way and score three in the second half and win away when they, you'd been tanked by them earlier in the season was really impressive. Um, they could open up a nice gap there in Sligo if oh, they get the three points. There. Yeah. I, I honestly think, that, you know, if you get to 30, 31, 32 points, you're, you're, you think so? I think that might be the, the mark. Yeah. Uh, you, you, there's, there's a lot of draws at the bottom. So if you think it's halfway through and there's teams on 15, 16, are they going to improve their points total in the second half and get 20 or 21 points? Yeah. I don't know where you're going to get those extra points and from. Sligo's so. last away win, Dan, was when they beat Dundalk 3 0 last season in Oriel. Oh, um, no, not a day Gary Rogers in fairness will remember <laughs> no Gary if you're listening um, sorry about I that. didn't bring that up, <laughs> sorry about bring that up. <laughs> but I should mention Fuad Sule who's becoming a bit of a Twitter hero with his kind of um, I suppose philosophical takes being too nice will get you in trouble it's survival of the fittest not the nicest and he plays a bit like that as well gets himself about 
Played, played well again, I think. I, I, I'd like to think his post-match quotes after a game would be that good, <laughs> rather than it's a good shift, the lads all worked you know, hard. You know, important to get the three points. Yeah. I'm going to go for an away win here, because uh, I think Bowes are very, they're kind of quite up and down, but doing very well for the team they have. Uh, sadly, are to do a bit of damage on the break, and... Yeah, I, I think Sligo aren't far off. I'm home, gonna go home for an away win. For me. Home win. I'm going to go for the draw for the full spread. Nice. So Limerick against Limerick Pats. Patrick's now. Do you know what? I half fancy Pats to bounce back and and win this. But <laughs> it's a very hard call to make. I know that obviously we mentioned Liam's Buckley's mum passing away, um, and I, I just wonder were they so bad last week that could have just you know could they somehow come together and get some get something together I don't think Limerick are the hardest team to go and play because they, they give you chances they were decent the yeah. other night uh, like in terms of they go direct I think Tosi up top uh, flicking it on for uh, um, Ogbeni getting on like he's he's a hand both of them are a handful and despite the pass back uh, incident they did go direct for most of the night so I actually think Limerick will be alright I think they'll. Oh, Limerick will be fine. I think yeah. they'll sign uh, one or two. Relegation wise, I don't think. Uh, but but I think, but I think they can. I think they can look up. I think he'll sign one or two. They just look short of maybe two players, maybe uh, someone, uh, maybe their centre back, someone in midfield, and they'll be fine because I think the top two are very very good. So I'd fancy. Uh, I fancy Limerick here. I can see why you would. I don't know. I just have a thing. Pat's teams that are really low ebb. against Bowes in the first half, mm. and it's just a, it's a play. It's a decent place to go and play. You know, you'll be able to play good football. Yeah, there very there. impressive in the League Cup final last year in Limerick. Yeah, they I, were actually. I just yeah. wonder: could last week be the shock to the system? That and if it's not, do you have to get a response from this team at some stage? If it doesn't happen, they've got Galway at home next week, and you're heading into real. So, so I think that, that territory. I was chatting to Neil Horgan with this. When you have your mid-season break, the first game back is so important. Yeah, momentum. And just in terms of the dressing room this week, you come back right, lads. Everyone gets. Let's. Forget about the first half of the season. Let's kick on now, and then to like be a goal up and concede three at home. Just the whole dressing room. I, I can't see the anything positive. No, I can I can see the argument. I just I'm going a bit of a hunch here. I just I just wonder what Pat's bounce back and get get a, a a bit of a surprise win. I'll go for a draw. Demo home win. Home win. See, we got we're you're, always making, you're always making really predictable guesses. Like why why can't you take? Why is that a predictable <laughs> guess? Everything is like a home win. You know, or Cork win away. I'm not a sensationalist <laughs> like you. That's why you were voted the worst guest we've had. That was show. true. Yeah, I <laughs> yeah. was voted that. Although, From who voted? Chris. Was it? But yeah. um, Division One preview as well. We've uh, UCD against Waterford, um, which is a huge game if UCD have any chance, really, of of course getting promoted. Which I think Waterford are just starting to n- maybe pull away, in, put the foot in the gas a bit, and uh, they have the resources to push on if they need to as co- well. So. Yeah, and Cove will be looking on, thinking, "Well, we're playing shells. If we nick three points here, and maybe Waterford don't, you know, we might have a chance." Cabin Teeley against Wexford. And Athlone versus Waterford or versus Longford rather. Just a few tweets from last week as well. Uh, very enjoyable show, Richie Towell, Dan. Yeah, he was. He was yeah. very good, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the best LOI weekly episodes. Richie Towell's excellent show, but some nightmare for Johnny. Limerick prediction is madness from Aaron Clark. I think the whole show was a bit of a nightmare for you last week, was it, Johnny? Aidan McNeil is very <laughs> on a small budget. The chairman put in well over 200 grand last year, and this year they're in Europe. What planet are you on as? Well, I don't think Derry have a big budget. I'm going to qualify that. I just think the players themselves aren't earning big money. No, that's that's no. well known. Mm. No. The players, there's, there's, there's not players up there. Conor McCormick had an offer of Cork that like, he, had to, he couldn't refuse. And actually, the press box up there in, um, in Derry. Which oh, we Derry. Spoke, oh, no, in Bunkrana, yeah. sorry. We spoke about it. 
and I was actually up there. We had Nathan Boyle on earlier in the year and he actually did a job <laughs> yeah. on the press box. To, to, he obviously does a bit of work in that line. And like, so I was up there in Derry. I think it actually might have been the game after the Ryan McBride passing, but one of the lads pointed out to me, he said, oh, look, the press box looks a bit better. I mean, there was a couple of extra wooden boards up there, a bit more protection. Like, yeah, that was Nathan Boyle. That was Nathan Boyle. So there, Looking there you, you go. Lads. Top striker. Uh, also doing a bit of work on the press box in his spare time, so they're not, not they're not paying for there. they're yeah. not paying fortunes up there at the moment. And the profile of the players they're signing, you know, they're they're quite young. I think Mikhail Kennedy's been released he from has, his, yeah. from his loan, so um, and they'll, they'll, they'll probably bring in more. But I just I just okay, they probably have invested in their squad to get to a certain level. I think the point is they're not paying they they lose players every year because they can't compete with what the other clubs. Uh, I ho- yeah, I, I I hope they I hope they do well in Europe with that in mind and. Uh, Obviously, my Damien Dunleavy thing. Uh, Ex Sligo Rovers. I think I think Damien Dunleavy played all the way football. Did he? Eamon Dunhue, anyway. No, Damien Dunleavy was a League of Ireland player with Sligo Rovers. He was, as as he pointed out, uh, Eamon Dunhue was yeah. based in Scotland. As his name cropped up, went on loan with Sligo. Future Scotland and Wolves midfielder Colin Cameron lodged with Damien Dunleavy's parents. Is that Eamon Dunhue ex uh, RTE? RTE. Yes. Eamon, yes. Regular tweeter of stories. Yeah. So uh, no, Damien Dunleavy was a League of Ireland player in the sort of early. 2000s, I think. Are you enjoying the hot weather, lads? Dan, you're wearing shorts today. Yeah, it's, well, it's, 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 it's great weather, to be honest. It actually is. Um, to be honest, it's a great weather. Uh, to be it honest, is. it's Dave, really did, good. did you find it hard playing in this type of weather? I was looking at the no, hurlers at the it. weekend. Do you love it? it, yeah. The hotter, the better. The hurlers and the If the pitches really were watered, nothing worse than mm. up to the dock on the Astro when it wasn't water on oh, a hot yeah. day. I'm you desperate. You actually hope the likes of Daily Mount and stuff that there are. In, they normally in, have the fire brigade coming in. Yeah, they had them in. Well, <laughs> yeah. they, had them they, in they had them in before the Rovers game yeah. recently, yeah. yeah. So. Quick, okay, quick prediction. How many of the four European teams will go through? Two. Two would be, two would be perfectly uh, I have to say I would, I would take two. Cork and Rovers. I'm going to say three. I'm going to be. I'm very confident Cork will get through. I think Rovers have a very good chance. And I think I'm being harsh on Dundalk. Two would be doing well. It's very, very hard to call Dundalk. I don't know. It's it's toss of coin. I think it's massive, and I actually think the draw had more of a kind of a buzz about it than ever before for an Irish kind of clubs in collectively. Everyone's like the draw is on because it's like well, it matters a lot now. Like, well, I have to say, I thought Dundalk were going to lose. You know, I just had whoever things are going, but I, I think that the draw they've got is certainly more favourable. So they've they've got they've got a chance, but I'd be you'd be distraught if Cork didn't go through. Yeah, and I think Rovers is a good barometer of where they're at as well. I think Derry, I think they could do well in the first leg. I just think that you'd expect a good side to react for the mm. second leg if they get shocked. I think Rovers leg. is a good barometer where the league is. Yeah, I you think know, sometimes like the it, mid-table it, thing. That that's where if if they go through and they have a good run, I think that's more reflective of where the league is. I know Johnny's ra- ranting on about how the quality of ranting. the league has gone up. Pretty much everything you say is a rant. Um, yeah. about the quality of the league. Johnny's overall. optimistic. Well, this is the point. I mean, both did win the league in 08, but there was other good European runs yeah. that year yeah. because the strength sort of was there was Across more the board, depth yeah, yeah. in the league than there is yeah. now. Well, but you would like to see Derry and Rovers maybe support your case by doing something in Europe to show that that's the case because you would expect Cork and the Dock to perform well but you want to see more from the others because that's going to be more reflective of the overall the, strength. The Limerick left back who was on loan from Sunderland and has gone back now. Uh, Robson, is Robson, it? Yeah, he was interviewed and he was like, yeah, I'm really taken by the standard of the league. And he was taken by the style of play. And and I think, and I think yeah, teams are playing good, but they they're are. also easy to play against sometimes. A lot some of the goals they're conceding. A lot of bad goals. That's the other so thing. So we should yeah. measure the success of the league on the Limerick left-back who's gone back on loan. Did I say that, Damon? Johnny, Johnny, <laughs> Johnny loves nothing more than finding a positive quote about the league, screen grabbing it, and sending it to our WhatsApp group going, see, lads, here's what I told you. Don't even know his name, but like you're taking this guy's... 
You know. Ah, yeah, I wouldn't have seen much of Limerick. Saw him against Galway United, very good player actually. Uh, he was one of those lovely footballers at Limerick, but they can see too many goals, man. You know, yeah. problem. Bray play lovely football. Teams are trying to play good goals. football, but I'm not Lot saying it doesn't necessarily goals. mean that they're better than teams. Where I, I think that I, I, yeah, but ago. this is a big European campaign for the league. If if it's Huge. a massive drop back from last year, we're like, okay, well, are we making the progress? Because you can also get the interest again. Obviously, mm. last year everyone will, will look at Dundalk, and now looking at this year, if a couple of clubs can get through, if not three clubs get through, again that buzz will start happening and. Therefore, I think that'll be great. And uh, that was week 18, week 19, uh, subject to us getting someone better. Damien might be back on again. <laughs> but uh, Damien, enjoy Oriel. Do you like going to Oriel? Uh, I do, yeah. 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 Uh, Good atmosphere up there. Be Finn Harps. Yeah, I love going to Oriel, actually. As, as where we stand to watch the match is a, a just above where some interesting individuals are oh. below. Um, what type of things would you hear? It's not more of what you can smell. <laughs> um, Leave that to your own. Uh, I'm, I'm, I tend to, I think there was one night but I think we came down to the half time show slightly high um, oh right okay you get the munchies or something yeah something like that yeah. <laughs> not sure yeah. we should be saying this really <laughs> Dan uh, next week uh, any more $8 an hour Lionel Hutz babysitting any of that stuff going on no do you no, get the reference I, I, I sort of do but Eight, $8 an hour and two popsicles from the freezer to do the Simpsons babysitting there's always a Simpsons reference with you Johnny to be honest just, enjoy uh, the babysitting okay. yeah like yeah. I mean do you want me to give you a very cliched football response I mean obviously yeah you know Great bunch of kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, really enjoyed it. Take one one visit at a time. And if you're in trouble, you show highlights of McElhinney. That's that's always the eight ball. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, you can Snapchat Dan as well uh, at the uh, Bose Ligo game, and uh, yeah, send in your Snapchats. <laughs> send in your Snapchat. Is that even, I don't, I don't is even, that even the terminology? Sna- snap. Oh, yeah, that's I, it. you nailed it. Sna- yeah. Send in your Snapchat. I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Snapchat works. <laughs> that was week eighteen.